The deal is this. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid, that red dropper Anton Wilson all this real. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid, that red dropper Anton Wilson all this real, 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 real. They am pissed. Real, 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 real. They am pissed. This is Days of Future Cast, the podcast that is currently going through Grant Morrison's new X-Men. And Gary, let's start let's start it off. How horny is this cover? <laughs> it's pretty horny. It's got a it's got a real uh a real camel toe. It's surprising uh, that like we're so prudish and like they just put a camel toe on Emma Frost on the on the cover of a X-Men comic book. Yeah. I, I have no idea what's holding anything up in terms of boobs or anything in this. I would you know I would like I don't know like I guess it could be like she. This could be have a back, right? Like can connect the like uh, neck and uh, cleavage piece with the piece that's holding up her two boobs. But like, what's molding them on there? I have no idea, and don't care. I don't know because Emma Frost is yeah, hot, and I t- want her to step on me. So there, there we are, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we are. The uh, we've arrived. That's actually been the secret uh, of phase two of Days of Future Cast. Oh yeah, you thought we were not yeah. horny before. Well, just wait. Yeah, <laughs> it was just uh, you know because previous to this they were arguably kids, but now that we're clearly in the adult zone. Yeah, it's now we're in the double D adult it's time zone. To perv out. Yeah. Can I get a wiener uh, check, Gary? <laughs> Can I get a wiener yeah. check in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, how's your father? Um, the uh, so yeah, so the, they were referring to the cover, which is a pinup. Emma Frost of yes. her looking very dommy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and with her tits hanging out mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. and a uh tremendous amount of mutant camel toe. Yep. And uh, a uh, and a and an X zipper. Like the I don't I guess that's the tongue of the zipper is that what you call that? Like, yeah, like the, a, the yeah, little, just a branded yeah. like the thing there is is really good. I actually really like this. Like I know we're making kind of making fun but it is very horny but like it's a style of horny that I can kind of appreciate. So well, she's always been horny. Like she was yeah, introduced yeah. wearing like a corset, mm-hmm. you know. But the white queen queen is is a is, is a sex sexy character, um, and th- there's a nice little bit of whiplash as soon as we start the actual issue, because uh, we get a uh, beast with a gas mask holding a skeleton uh, in the aftermath of the greatest mutant apocalypse that has ever been, you know, including young apocalypse and lady apocalypse <laughs> and lady apocalypse, <laughs> lots of apocalypses out there. Yeah, this um, I guess to catch us up, like we we left off in the last issue with uh. The wild rogue signals controlled by Sandra Nova, uh, destroying 16 million mutants and the, the mutant island of Genosha. And so obviously some time has passed and the X-Men have been dispatched to see what the fuck happened on Genosha. Yep. Um, and, and beast here, you know, he, he says like, I, I don't want to, I hate to break this to you, but I think your dancing days are over. Your dating days may be over to the skeleton. Um, again, this, this kind of sense of humor, um, and everyone is having a hard time dealing with it. There's this like, re, uh, gallows humor kind of bit there's huge radiation levels that are just like off the scale yeah at this place and it is a wasteland complete wasteland like she's saying that she's supposed to be like gina's saying she's presumably standing in magma square and it's just gone genosha is completely wiped off the map um but mm-hmm. but she starts to hear like some thoughts that are underground under the rubble somewhere 
Um, and you know, Beast makes a joke about this being paranoid schizophrenia, but it's Jean, and she doesn't take those jokes lightly. So she has to. Yeah. She has to deal. And she she says no. Mm-hmm. You know, she's gonna try to find that. There are also human rescue uh, people there, um, and uh, you know, again, they're kind of uh, working on this. Beast is like, hey, I know I look like a special effect, but get out of her way. We're we're X Men. Um, and she, uh, lifts up all this stuff telekinetically, um, to find the person down there. And it is Emma Frost. Uh, she has started her secondary mutation. She's now turned to diamond and she's carrying Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yes. And it's, and is asking to be, to take Negasonic Teenage Warhead, which is notable because like she chose her mutant name, right? She wasn't like assigned a yeah. team name or something, but says like, take her to the hospital. She needs to get to the hospital. And like the kid has been dead for a while. Like we, like she's been yeah. dead for hours, but you know. Emma Frost is in such a place where she just can't accept that. Like she can't accept this one death in the face of 16 million. And yep. uh, you know, they say the kid's dead and he's like, bring her back to life. You imbecile. Like everyone is having a hard time with the, the enormity of this disaster. How, uh, like this is the start of the secondary mutation thing, right? Like this was mm-hmm. this, so, like this never, this was her turn into complete diamond form was completely unforeseen by anybody. Like not just me. Right. Like I was, I didn't just walk into yeah. this cold. Okay. That's what I, yeah, I don't, um, Secondary mutations are a weird thing. Um, it is something that like, I think works in new X-Men and then eventually became something that I, I think is detrimental to the franchise. I can't, like, I can't imagine that happened in a comic book. <laughs> exactly. Like just, just, you know, when we need to give somebody a new power, but this is how like angel gets healing blood. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Like it's, it's dumb, you know, Chuck Austin will go and, and do really silly things with this. Um, you know, move on, but here it's fine. You know, her turning into a into a diamond, it's mostly an aesthetic thing. Um, it pays off with like a uh a murder mystery kind of thing that happens later, which is like a fun, like paranoid kind of X Files arc mm-hmm. uh that happens in this. Um, but mostly it's an excuse for her to survive. Uh th- this thing. I do this, like uh, this attack. I love that, you know, Gene asks her like, What happened to your skin? And she's like, I have no idea. It got hard. Like I'm not I'm yeah. not, I'm in no position to answer any of your fucking yeah, questions. What happened Gene to everything? Gray. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we switch over to uh, Xavier and Wolverine and Cyclops. Cyclops and Wolverine have brought Cassandra Nova back home. Um, and Xavier is just like, his mind is just boggling at the level of destruction, the scale of destruction and death that she has unleashed upon Genosha. Like where she, he's watching news reports and like, no one has claimed this, but obviously he knows who it is. And like so many millions of people, Magneto is dead, all of these things. And um, Cyclops is like, Hey, Hank had like a gravitational bottle kind of situation. We put her in there, but like, you really need to come check this out immediately. This weird way over our heads. Like, what do we do with the person who did this? Like, yes, you're dealing with the fact that this happened, but also we have this person in our custody. Um, it's important. Um, she's floating in this thing. He says they used to use it for the juggernaut, which is a nice little touch. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, she was giving the, the Sendles, uh, voice command. So Wolverine cut her throat. Uh, but it's healing. Take that, Siri. You know, so, yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, um, How will you take over the humans if no human can give you commands? Hmm. <laughs> uh, this is how we get to the quiet yeah. place. <laughs> oh no! It was all right. Um, the, uh, I, I have never actually seen it, so it's okay. Um, so yeah, so the, uh, while this is happening, uh, she's just kind of got the shitting and grin on her face looking out with them. Cause again, this is everything she wants. Yes. Uh, we, we smash cut over to, uh, Emma who's being examined by Hank 
and he's obviously told her off panel like organic what <laughs> yeah. secondary mutation huh like he and basically yeah. even says like <laughs> why have these ne- what topics never before entered any conversation in connection with my life henry and i was just really like what the fuck are you talking about is not quite in her vocabulary but she's going to get there in like that real english posh kind of way yeah well she's also being re- you know really cruel and and hank is trying to be you know like listen we've all been through a lot you've just seen we're still counting the dead you know, we need your patience. Like you've been through a lot. Um, I look like this. Jean can use telekinesis again, uh, which she was not able to do it for a while. Um, and, and he just starts, you know, she is not really dealing with it. There's this whole, like not talking to clouds on a sunny day, uh, kind of, you know, mental break she's having, um, where she is kind of looking at herself, enjoying it. Uh, and just basically saying, I need to kill that woman who did this. You know, I saw children cut into wafer, wafer thin slices. I watched a gifted 10 year old, uh, uh, pianist look for his hands among the broken glass, you know? So just really, really dark, dark stuff. And that's where Gene jumps in and is like, actually killing mutants, killing humans was Magneto's way. And now that way died with him. Like the only way to to, to, to exist now is, is professor Xavier's and ours, which like kind of sounds like professor Xavier propagandist bullshit, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like Magneto yeah. wasn't on Genosha with 16 million mutants killing humans. Right. Like I just, I just yeah. can't really accept that. Like maybe we should she- kill the person that killed 16 million people. Like I get, we have a moral responsibility, like not to kill people. And I am a hundred percent against the death penalty in real life, but like eh, 16 million people, it- I'd, I'd probably fuck yeah, up yeah. Hitler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I, you know, there's always I've mentioned this before, but there's always the like if you go back in time and kill Hitler, it always turns off bad. Turns out bad. But those are also all stories. If somebody actually had the ability, you should absolutely try it. You know, like why? Why not? Um, <laughs> give it a shot. You'll kill him as a baby. This is you know, it was a Holocaust. There's no good. Um, the uh, specifically, she says like we don't kill our enemies, and they're both making points here. What ends up actually being so the way they end up getting defeating Cassandra Nova is they can't do it by killing her. You know, they try to kill her and they can't. They have to actually kind of subvert her uh, to defeat her in the end. So, and it ends up being actually like Emma, Emma Frost's plan. Yes. So I think that this this conversation actually has seeds for later. Like this gene is actually, Emma is acting, you know, like this is nonsense, but she's actually kind of convinced by this. Yes. You know, in a way. Um, you know, they go back and forth, like, uh, you know, they're trying to wipe us out. Um, she eventually just says like, you know, I'm going to leave. Um, I, I've become the perfect Fabergé killing machine for a reason, and that reason was surely not to wave the flag for ex-liberalism. Fucking A, Emma. Uh, so the, the, <laughs> ex-centrist. Um, and then, uh, you know, this uh, exchange where Jean says, you know, what makes you such a bitch, Emma? And she says, breeding, darling, top-class breeding. You know, so I'm uh, establishing that character. Very curious how telepathically calling a taxi works. Like... <laughs> do, do you like are you just driving a yellow cab around and then all of a sudden emma speaks in your mind and is like get your ass over here or like what what is that does she calling a telepathic like just did hank make a cell phone <laughs> you know what i'm saying like a te- <laughs> telekinesis <laughs> telepathic yeah um, I, I imagine like you make the person think they're answering the phone okay like you make sure. them yeah, yeah. think their their cell phone's ringing and stuff but like boy that's complicated <laughs> so it does seem very yeah. seems kind of ridiculous you feel like you could just steal one of scott's cars like i feel like that's what everybody should do when they oh, leave, yeah. leave in a huff leave the expansion in a huff is just steal one of scott's rides uh mm-hmm. we go over to hank who is analyzed cassandra nova and is basically talking about how she is nothing like they have ever seen before she looks human but she he's literally never seen anything we know she preys on mutants we don't know why um mm-hmm. 
she's brand new, the first of a new species. Yes. Um, and you know, he talks about like how there are these, these kind of things, you know, basically this kind of happens in evolution. Um, when these, these periodic mass extinctions happen, and he says, basically, um, you know, Wolverine's like, well, to shunt people, he's like, yeah, but she, she could, but she doesn't have to, you know, like there, that's like ants to her. Um, she instinctively knows what I just found out. What's that? And this is where the name of the art comes from, um, is that they found something in the human genome that humans are going to be extinct. And mutants are going to take over. Yes. Uh, Mother nature is turning off humans within like four generations extinct. Like, so yep. that's, you know, not a long time from now. And it's going to be like, it's a gene. It's genetic. Like you can't, it's not gene. It, you, it's going to happen yeah, regardless <laughs> of what they do. Like the, they are literally going to be wiped out. And Cassandra Nova knowing that also wants to wipe out all of the mutants with them. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and that, that, that is why she does not care about humans. You know, but ultimately we will learn the main thing she cares about is hurting Charles Xavier once we actually find out what she is. And as he's, you know? as they're having this conversation, all of a sudden, like Cassandra Nova obviously attacks, like in the middle of a sentence. And I love, I love the way this dialogue reads of like, well, the, yeah, the sentence is really important. Like what, where this pops up. It's great. Yeah. Well, see, I think I can, can feel too funny, bad smell in my eyes, inside out thoughts, gene help head. <laughs> like he just fucking yeah. like, he just, his, you could tell his brain just dissolves. And she, she woke up and he was about to answer a question. Logan says, well, why does she look so much like you, Charles Xavier? Yeah. Uh, she wakes up and then it does this pan shot of the mansion of all the windows in the mansion exploding. And it also looks Just like absolutely a, awesome. A force like, like, a, oh, like maybe not wind, but a force like projecting outwards. Cause it looks like the trees and bushes and shit are also flying outwards. Yeah. Like, it looks fucking like, I feel bad for all those kids that were presumably in those rooms. Right. Like that has to be a terrifying yeah. <laughs> or maybe normal <laughs> yeah. experience for, if you're a student at Xavier's kid, Xavier school for gifted children. So. Hopefully the mansion stays together this time. Uh, Maybe it won't. The uh, Xavier immediately calls for him to like, hey, stay in your formations. Like, remember your training. And Scott like over overrides, overrules that order. It's like, no, no, no formations. Go all in instinct. Like, obviously she's a telepath. Like, obviously she can predict everything that you're going to do. So like, try to be unpredictable. Try to work on base ass instinct, which is really, really Mm -hmm. good. Yep. Uh, and she's just like this, this incredibly, uh, tele- you know, this incredibly powerful telekinetic, uh, force that they're fighting. Um, you know, Logan says, don't let her speak. That's like kind of where her power has come from. Um, Jean is trying to shut down her mind, but Charles warns her that it's a trap. A really nice touch is she's holding her throat because it's probably just recently healed, mm-hmm. you know, at this point from, uh, Wolverine cutting her vocal cords. Um, and she just knocks everybody down, uh, here. Um, Cyclops zaps her, uh, hits her, but she, uh, you know, she basically reforms. She's kind of protean. And this is the introduction of like one of the, like me and Cole say this all the time, uh, this concept uh, where she introduces Scott to his black bug room. Yes. Um, Everybody has a black bug room. This is yours. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it is like basically just like a gross, filthy room with gigantic black bugs uh, talking to, to Scott. Um, there's a great, I love the dialogue with us later where he's like, me and the bugs have been talking to you. And I just think <laughs> like, that's so much. I wanna, like, I want to point out like when so it first, clever. when it first happens, it's like, hello. And it's almost like that. Yeah. Ooh, from the anime. Yeah, they're kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. So just like picturing yeah. these all with like high pitched anime ASMR voices in your brain, right? Like these huge <laughs> the giant ASMR black, black bug room. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the yeah. black bug room. Everyone has yeah. their own <laughs> black bug room. This is yours, hello. Scott. Yeah. Um. So so good. Jean collapses and it starts freaking out. She's literally got like saliva and vomit like ejecting from her mouth while Jean, well, excuse me, Scott is like trying to have this. Kind of, I've been talking to the bugs about our relationships. Exactly. <laughs> like, the things we can talk about. The bugs say. 
just I love that so much like what a good metaphor for like all of you like your absolute dark place absolutely yeah you know so like good. you have the black bug room and the black bugs tell you like god i love it so much uh she's obviously in pain beast comes up as like snap out of it scott uh take charge because that thing is killing wolverine wolverine tries to slash at cassandra nova and she telekinetically flays all of the skin off his arm fucking what a great what it looks like a cool number one like a cool power like like yeah. we still don't really understand like the 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 that how large her powers can be like how, the range of what kind of powers she can do. And then just to dissolve all of the skin and like, it's not even bloody, like it's not graphic. It just yep. dissolves into almost smoke. Uh, it looks fucking crazy. Yep. And in the same so time, good. she's obviously like manipulating matter and her own body to create this armor around her so that they can't touch her. Right. Like that's happening yeah. while all of this is going on. So she's multitasking, beating the X-Men with also like f- getting her fashion on. And I love that. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's incredible. Super, super good. Um, Scott snapped out of it. He's trying to get Gene. He's like, you know, think about the molecules around her moving faster and faster. Uh, and as she is about to kill Wolverine, uh, Gene sets her on fire and blasts her back. Yes. Um, Hank tries to like help Logan, but he's like, no, just, just go after her. Go after the, go after the, go after Cassandra, basically. Um, yeah. all of this has been happening inside the mansion and we go now to outside the mansion where, uh, Emma has gotten into a taxi and is leaving the taxi driver, just completely ignoring all of the shit that's been like, you can see the the mansion like smoking in the background and they're like, see you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and the, uh, the cabbie is kind of talking shit about this. He's like, you know, higher learning, huh? You know, I had this teacher who could uh, look through any excuse you have. And then one day she gave birth to a hundred eggs, you know, during things she was a mutant. I say genocide is too good for him, but that's just my humor. Like wow. horrible, you know, this horrible bigoted, uh, thing and then uh you know uh emma frost is like i'm i was like i'm like your teacher you know i'm a i'm a teacher too um and she's about to go get herself uh valued as a diamond but then she just has a moment where she has to come back she decides she has an epiphany um she's gonna come back and help the x-men there's a um this point. there's a certain kind of like i don't i don't, I don't want to call it glam but there's a certain like uh not even almost nouveau riche. Like I'm going to go get my diamond for valued at this, at this fancy jewelry store in New York that like fancy jewelry store and rappers like Brett shop in mm-hmm. that. I just really like, it's like, there's a weird similarity between and, and just bear with me, like Emma Frost and like Kanye. And I'm not talking about like 2019 <laughs> Kanye, right? Like, but like, like, Oh sure. You know, not MAGA Jesus. No, no, uh, not MAGA Jesus Kanye, but like, like that old, like just playing to fashion and like wanting, like that being the goal of everything to be that kind of high class fashion thing. And like thinking that that's, that's peak art. And I don't know yeah. like that, that there was a, there's a, there's a similarity there that I'm, I'm kind of find appealing. Like there's something, there's something T- to that. Tasteless, wealthy people. Exactly. Yeah. Even though, yeah. you know, like she does have class, which is something that Kanye is drastically missing. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, I don't know. There's just something to that, but I, I, Emma Frost has always been one of my favorite, like X characters. So I'm very happy to see her in this. It's a, it's a really well-observed little detail. Mm. Like, again, this is, this is as strong as she's ever been, you know, characterized. Yes. Um, um, uh, so we go back into the mansion, into the fight. Yep. Uh, here. Um, and she's at this point, you know, Wolverine tries to kill her, but she just kind of phases through the wall. Yeah. Uh, at this point, she's going for a Cerebra. Yes. Um, and like, just what the fuck are her powers, Gary? Like, what is she, what could this possibly be? She finds Cerebra. Anything. And, uh, she's I, the fucking Moomeradai. As she, as she oh. like picks up this helmet, I, I just, I love this weird green tentacle that sprouts out of the middle of her forehead, like where her third eye should be. And like, 
as she puts on Cerebra, like mm-hmm. all of those tentacles start expanding where it covers like most of the panel. Like what? That's so fucking freaky and creepy looking. I love it. It's so fucking good, man. It's it's really, really visually amazing. And it kind of distracts from her just saying what the twist is. <laughs> She's like, I could I could reach out and extinguish every life uh, on the planet, but I only want one. And her putting on the helmet lets her do this thing she's going to do, which that injection, which we talked about, and is going to be like this kind of subplot for the next like six issues or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, as soon as she puts on the helmet, she's done what she needs to do. But Emma Frost twists her neck. Yeah. Inside Cerebra, uh, which is just yep. super great. And like this, this, this three panel thing, and they're going to do this a couple of times throughout the series. Like Quietly's going to do this a lot of like having one static image, but like ch- stuff also changes in the panel to make the, the mm-hmm. three panels. I don't know. There's. That, that technique two definitely figures, has a name, like but I don't know what it is. Yeah, two two figures are there. One stays still, the other one moves. Yeah, um, so good. And of course, like you know, she just killed this woman. And Wolverine's like, "You okay with this, Scott?" And Scott's like, "It had to be. It had to be done." Like, it, and I knew Emma would come back and save us. Um, which, like, mm-hmm. no, you didn't, dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. But you know, so it, she she came back. Um, she's like, "Oh, sweet of you to say that I came back for you, but I actually came back for my hand my my handbag, which is her covering for like you know she came back." Mm-hmm. She's a hero in the, this arc. Um, Wolverine's like, hey, gang, like she has healing gifts though, right? And she gets up and she's, she says that the words are like, um, um, uh, um, Charles, no. Like she's saying, I am Charles. <laughs> it, it is, it is so in retrospect, you know, incredibly evident. At the time though, I was, all of the twists got me. Yes. Uh, in this book. Um, where then Charles Xavier shoots her uh, a bunch of times. Uh, at this point, uh, the 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 figure of Charles Xavier. We'll keep referring to it as Xavier before the twist is revealed. But yeah. it, they switched bodies. Um, oh. And I, I love this shot of like Scott and Logan and Emma just covered in this weird blue goo, and Xavier just sitting on his chair, like with fucking pistol shells on the ground below him, just like with a with a fucking piece of glass yep, stuck in his head. Glass. Like it's so good, man. It's just so, amazing. Yeah, it's such a yeah simple, it's such a simple thing. Yeah, uh, you know, he says, may posterity forgive me. And uh, Emma Frost is like, may our dry cleaners forgive you. <laughs> you know, just uh, kind of joke. Uh, and says, and may God award you a medal for your marksmanship. Uh, and Wolverine's like, hardcore check, <laughs> you know, which again, just feels very uh, lived in. And then he um, says, and, very specifically, like, I had to put a stop to it. I won't allow any more mutants to die. Things must change now. And then we get the classic, to me, my X-Men as like this is probably like the messiest to me my x-men group shot that we've ever seen mm-hmm. right like there's literally blue goop all over scott's face like he hasn't even wiped his face off yet like it's it's just yeah. them grouped behind him it's a blood like a line of blood trickles across his face and and very like uh tellingly this is the first time we've had the whole team together as a shot yes. as it is now with emma uh and it's not charles you know even even when we're seeing the kind of hero moment of this it is subverted you know um, so we switch over to recovery where Jean Grey, at first I thought this was a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought this was a hospital, but it's not. Um, it, it has to be their house because she just had some, some mind stuff. Um, I think it's, it's their, where they live. They're watching Charles Xavier on TV kind of give a speech about the Genosian, uh, tragedy. He's been doing a lot of talk shows, you know? Um, and the, uh, Scott's just saying, isn't this weird? And Jean is basically saying like, all of this is weird. Um, I can't stand you being so distant. You know, we barely touched each other. Uh, this, this marriage is incredibly cold. You know, there's still blood on the walls. Like Hank is in shock. Like nothing is normal, you know, snap out of this. Um, and this a whole time she's like manipulating things with her telekinesis. Like she's, she's, she's just basically always has something in the air that she's moving around or 
It looks like she's almost writing mm-hmm. letters or something. And it's like like the whole time she's having this conversation, she's using her mutant powers. Almost like she just can't help but exercise that muscle. Yeah, she's got a dupe keychain, which I like. Super ecstatics. Yep. Love it. Uh, yep. Um, and she basically, you know, when she says like, hey, this marriage is really cold, Scott messes up. Like when, when Ensabanur, which is Apocalypse, in my head, he stripped away a bunch of illusions about myself. Like a lot of my ideals are basically self-interest. I denied that, you know, I, I got him out of my thoughts, but I can't get his thoughts out of me. What a great fucking um, concept. Yeah. I, I just love this so much as a, like, and, and, uh, the TV show Legion plays in with some of this a lot too, of like, mm. like what happens to you if a monster leaves your head and it's, you know, cause it leaves monstrous things behind, right? Like, so it's not, you're never, yeah. you're never going to be the same person again after something like that. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, and basically she's just like, you know, you're not the only person who's ever been possessed by evil, Scott, you know, it goes away. He's like, well, it's not necessarily bad. Like, I don't know that I want it to go away. It's just really different. You know, basically that like, maybe there, you know, I need to loosen up a little bit. Of course this, uh, they're interrupted though by Charles Xavier on TV revealing that himself and the X-Men are mutants. Uh Oh yeah. Uh, big deal. Um, you know, and, and you kind of have to just kind of from context, know that at this time in X-Men continuity, that was not public knowledge. I feel like it's a little bit like Spider-Man's identity where it's gone back and forth, you know, or Daredevil's identity where it gets revealed mm-hmm. and kind of unrevealed. Um, but this is going to cause huge problems and is such, you know, as they're going to talk about in the next upcoming issues, like it's such weird, bad timing. Yeah, absolutely. Like for this. Um, and it makes sense when you know the twists. And like the, this first little twist, this, 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 like knowing the twist right now, like knowing that Cassandra Nova has taken over Xavier's body. Um, and, but if you don't know that, like, this is such a, almost an, like a cross the board win, except things just don't quite look right. Like, even if you think that this is Xavier, him going on TV without consulting the team, Scott and Jean, mm-hmm. like having this weird kind of thing, nobody's cleaning up the blood on the walls. Apparently that was Gambit's job and Gambit's gone off to fucking <laughs> Louisiana again. Yeah. Gambit's an extreme X-Men. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, so. You know, it, all of these things, like, it's just like, it, it looks like we had a climactic fight with a villain and the team won, but like by mm-hmm. the end of the book, you definitely don't get that vibe, which is something that's like comic books don't do enough of like a lot of times it's just it's very direct like it's a straight putt across the field and like but this is like what the fuck is going on like this doesn't quite yeah. seem right and i'm I'm tons of mystery very much here for it yeah yeah absolutely like like definitely it is uh it, it is a cool mystery uh knowing that this is all stuff to fuck up uh and also also ultimately cassandra nova loses you know which you know spoiler right like the x-men win in the end um, and they end up actually subverting a lot of the things that she is doing against them, you know, and they literally win like through the power of their unity and their relationships, which is like, if this happened in a JRPG, I would not like it, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, it's really well earned here. You know, it doesn't feel kitty. Well, that's the same thing. Like, that that's is the also- same thing that happens at the end of the dark Phoenix arc, right? Like they get together or yeah. either the Phoenix or the dark Phoenix arc. I forget which one, but like they all get together with the power of friendship, which is an important theme, Gary. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Like it's, it's, you know, I've heard, <laughs> I've, I've heard it's an important theme. Um, you know, it is just something, it's a theme that is not a bad theme inherently, but it's one that's really overused, mm-hmm. you know? So like when, when something does, does it well, where it's like, Hey, you're going to lose because you're a weird, sad, lonely old monster. And we all have each other. Um, that's fine. It just has to be earned. And it's really, really earned here. Like all the things about her, what's really interesting. So there's, the, there's a, um, parallel here, right? So like Cyclops is saying, when Apocalypse was in my head, he introduced some ideas that I actually think are kind of good, and I can't stop thinking about that. 
when uh, Professor Xavier gets rid of Sandra Nova, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like he, he basically says like, Hey, you know what? We were wrong to hide. Like she was doing this to hurt me, but it was the right move. Yeah. In the long run, like this, like that became my weakness, like having willing to being willing to hide who I am became my weakness, which is probably a better exploration of like the, the the gay metaphor for X-Men than has been in the X-Men since, since since the sixties at that point. Like I I never really thought about that until like actually going through this, but yeah, absolutely. I, um, yeah, I just I, I really like that we get like, what is on the surface like a, a like the perfect X Men book like X Men doing X Men things people having witty one liners great action scenes cool shit happening cool use of powers and it but it's like a whole other level under the surface of just a ton of shit going on like two or three levels worth yeah. of shit going on underneath it and that's probably why Grant Morrison is such a po- popular and famous writer <laughs> like he's really fucking yeah. good at it like he's yeah. really phenomenal at doing these things. What's really cool about this too, as far as it being a Grant Morrison story and being a Grant Morrison storyline is even though like he's actually kind of reining it in a little bit on the size of his ideas, you know, but it's the like, so for a Grant Morrison story, like the idea of Cassandra Nova having this like opposite character, your mum or die or, or however it's pronounced. Um, and that being this like psychic entity that is the opposite of you in every way is pretty tame for a Grant Morrison idea. It's just really out there for X-Men. Yeah. Which up until this point had previously just been doing like, what if someone wanted to take over the world? What if someone hated humans? What if someone hated mutants? You know, what if, uh, you know, that's basically it. Like power was kind of a goal in and of itself. This is a much more like kind of cerebral idea for a villain. Um, but it, it's one of the things I think makes this so good, though, you know, is that Graham Morrison is tempering himself a little bit. Like this isn't the invisibles. This isn't the filth. Like it is not absolutely trippy you know reality is totally malleable yeah and it's, it's not the fucking invisibles right like we're we're, we're not yeah. in that territory here like it's i mean like he goes through some weird shit in doom patrol and like it's not even that yes. but like it's it's really and, grounded in x-men lore and i think that's what works so well is he does he, he restrains himself so much for going off the deep end when he actually does go off the deep end with the x-men like it feels even better so yeah it reminds me a lot of like yeah exactly it's it's the marriage of the two sensibilities that makes like the the secret kind of kind of sauce this it reminds me of like why one of the reasons why dark souls is so special to me is it's that idea of like a traditional western fantasy but it's through this lens um that is not as culturally familiar with it you know like that's the, the famous story about miyazaki not really understanding fighting fantasy books and and steve jackson's sorcery and kind of filling in his own details to make up for the stuff he didn't understand um that mixture is kind of what makes it very special. And here it is the mixture of the Grant Morrison, like absolutely heady, you know, crazy psychedelic trippy ideas. And then just comparatively much more grounded X-Men stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And the blending is just so fucking perfect. And like we talked about in the intro episode, like just making them, making these characters act like people and like have consequences to the things that they go through. Like the, the, the line that keeps, I keep going back to is jeans. Like there's still blood on the ground. Like nobody has yeah. bothered to clean anything up. Like that's like, obviously everybody was expecting somebody else to take care of it, but they're all, it's a shock that things happened or just not even, it doesn't even occur. Like Wolverine, it probably never occurs to Wolverine to clean up blood, right? Like he just doesn't think about it. So well, it's, it's, it's been like a day since the greatest massacre of mutants ever in the history of this world. And also 16 million just people in general is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. You know, uh, to say in this, so it has been like a day. Like they have not gotten a chance to catch their breath. And that's another thing I think the book does really well. Um, you know, when they talk, they, they, the characters will make line, they'll talk about it, like, Hey, we barely had a time to stop for a beat. Um, I think that's kind of part of what is going on there. 
Like they are trying to navigate these higher level kind of relationship things at the same time. They literally, you know, no one has, uh, has checked the mail in three days because it's been a nonstop nightmare ever since the Genosha incident. So, so good. What a good, what a, what a good comic book. Uh, thank you everybody yeah. for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash tech TV is the place to do it. If you're already doing that, thank you very much. Uh, you can, you know what? You don't have to just give the guppy bump to the everything to guppy. <laughs> you can give the guppy bump to days of future cast too. Yeah. And you can we'll let make it, sure Will gets one fifth of it and you can let them know and yeah. you can let them know that you gave the guppy bump by leaving a review on either podcast. <laughs> and letting yeah. us know which podcast has the best bumps. Um, yeah, kind of yeah. went, kind of went. It's a bump uh, off. Yeah, we'll have a little bump off. <laughs> yeah, time to bump off. Gary, you're gonna have to mm-hmm. pick a side. <laughs> yeah. No, it's you, Avery's ex all over again. You were the you were the yeah. mystique in this situation in between Eric and Mac, oh. Eric and Charles. So enjoy. I, I do have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things in common with mystique. You do, yes. So mm-hmm. in general, um, primarily the uh, shape shifting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the. Uh, cup size yes the cup size so, um yeah. but seriously thank you everybody uh we we really appreciate y'all coming aboard with us on the on the big shift into a, a new format uh thank you very much for mm-hmm. doing that if you want to talk to us i'm at jg greer on twitter mm-hmm. uh, i am at gary bud g-a-r-y-b-u-h um hit us up this is the end of the first session so uh if you do have a format uh, feedback or anything like that um we might respond to it in the next episode yeah days of future uh has links to all of that stuff plus a contact form you can write in on so do it yeah. and uh we'll yep. see you soon for the next arc of new x-men bye everybody take care